And now it is time for the audio extravaganza of the Sausage Hut with your podcast master, Johnny Kildosa! Who? Kildosa! Who? Kildosa! Johnny! had a good game one you didn't have a good game two everybody thought you were going to win game three and nobody thought you were going to win game four but you went there you went to the queue you took your medicine you let the dark cloud envelop you and after all was said and done you ended up in the sausage chai. Welcome back, everybody, to a very special The Sausage Hut. We've got special guests in the house tonight. I should say day, because this is a rare during-the-day version of The Sausage Hut. But as always... Go into the light! (laughs) Go into the light! We've got... Samel Chapo in the house. Oh, yeah. The whole potatoes that turn your grass to blue. We're not from Kentucky, but we got some bluegrass. 70 and 66 are proper numbers. But Johnny K says we should print three numbers on the jersey. Jersey, jersey. Let's all go to Jersey and buy our jerseys. Then we'll have all the numbers that we want. Because Johnny Kilabasa, he says, hey, I spent like three numbers on that. And then they started the printing press. Johnny. And also joining us in the Sausage Hut now. And we're going to get right into it with a special episode of Executive Perspectives. He's your host, everybody. C Sweet back in the yeah! house. can't hear you. Oh, wait. There we go. How about now? if I turned you up? How about now? There we go. C-Suite's in the house. Good to be here, guys. Great to see you. Turn him up a little more. It's good to see just, you. Uh, really happy that Ghost could join us as well. It's just, uh, it's nice to see him. And, and since we're already here and C-Suite's bringing it down, we're going to go right into an episode of Executive Perspectives with C-Suite. This week, we're going to be talking about getting your 10,000 hours in, <laughs> mastering your craft in the business world. C-Suite, tell us about those 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours, uh, just recently exposed to that in uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. Uh, we, it takes the perspective that uh, in many fields across many disciplines, that for anyone to really be considered to be an expert in their craft, they need to put in about 10,000 hours in that craft, whether you... Um, you know, study a foreign language, whether you play a, a, a musical instrument, whether you, you know, build birdhouses, that uh, 10,000 hours seems to be a, a common denominator in the expert field. Yeah. Executive Perspectives with C-Suite, returning for a brand new season this Sunday morning at 3.30 a.m. on your local... 
public broadcasting your PBS station. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, though, I just got to say this, and I have a little bit of a request that this is that that the, the first groove. So I always listen to the 1.25 speed. We've talked about this on a couple different episodes. <laughs> Especially on Champa's now. <laughs> we turn it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kowski's like, do you go faster when El Champa's on? Do you, do you turn the knob? I do not. But the jams are different, so it's a different. Yeah. But remember, the tone is the same, so it doesn't like sound higher. Are you sure? Yes. I think it would probably go up in pitch. It doesn't. That's that's what's what's great about digital. The pitch is the same. Oh, you did. Yeah. So you did you get your guitar tuner? out and make sure that it was in fucking C major. I have a very sensitive scrotum and my if the pitch is different my scrotum lets me know that. And it took him 10,000 hours because <laughs> executive perspective with C-suite. I mean we got we kind of got on that point because you know your 100th episode was was a special time for me. I thank you for the the 100 episodes. Thank you for you being guys. a part of it. You were the star of the whole uh, thing. No, not at all. Not at all. You guys are the star. I'm uh, I'm a uh, enjoy listening to it. But if you think about it, that's about that's less than 100 hours of 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 time spent broadcasting i know the behind the scenes and editing you take a lot more so think about that you need you're only 0.1 percent of being an expert so i I, part of my favorite things of the show is you guys always screwing up (laughs) like what i can't hear you what's going on oh the reverb is messed up Uh, (laughs) yeah anybody season can do so so at 0.01 percent of expert hours you've got a lot of time to learn Mm. Good point. Or we're, we're like halfway to be an expert. Kibasa's face had a look at the stain on it as I said that. Condescending horseshit from our local executive. Uh, C-Suite brings it from the top of the org chart and tells you horseshit that you don't need to hear. Now, for the record, guys. Synergy. Outside the box. Synergy. I'm going to say, let's. I, I think we should make the number... Your denominator's off, or numerator. I'd, let's go with 4.5 hours per show. Okay, okay, well, good call. Good and call. let's add, let's add let's add six let's add six six shows that didn't make it, and the actual number of sausage hutch, which there's Olympic specials. So we're really probably now we're up around a hundred. Did I count the? Game of Thrones rehashes as sausage huts? I don't think I did. So we're probably up around 125. I'm going to give you 135, Jay. Okay, thank you. Damn it! How many hours are you going to get? Six. You're only you're only six hundred and seven hours towards your ten thousand dollar expert level of podcasting. Holy God! Yeah, you heard it first here. So we're we're not even assistant manager level here at the Sausage Hut, and we got a good manager, then assistant director, then director, then associate VP, and a goddamn ghost. And it's gonna be it's like six or seven spots to get up into the C suite. There's gonna be no chief Sausage Hut art art officers around here. Well, that, well, my point is that there's there's only one way to expertise and that's experience so you can only go forward towards that path it's not meant to be condescending at all maybe a little bit (laughs) (laughs) let me remind you guys how far away you are from mastering this crap (laughs) I I have to uh, give him credit because I did just I just spent 10 minutes fishing pink headphones out of a sea of (laughs) Worthless cords. Well, at 2,500 hours, you have like your own little shelf where you put them on individually and you just you, go some, and you reach in and you grab it. And you you have some in. painter's tape with a label on the cords that says which end is which. Yeah, but that's crazy shit. That's crazy. Well, it's 2,500 hours away. I mean, that's yeah, a long way. Yeah, yeah, before you figure that stuff out. You I'm, got... All I'm doing is trying to rationalize 
one of my biggest pleasures is during a podcast from the hut. There's always a technical glitch at some point, and that's just for the listener. That's a source of uh, of entertainment. Executive perspective. You know, what? you know what? Anybody can nail it. I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Just go on Pinterest. Good start, guys. Good start. <laughs> That reminds me of, of a, I don't know, an analogous thought. Um, I remember, like, you know, gaining weight and then starting to work out. And every, I, a lot of people make this mistake when they've been fat for a while and they start to work out. And you, like, have your first results. But, sure. you know, and you feel good because you've done it three or four weeks now. And, you, fe- you know, you, you feel stronger. But really, physically looking, you're, you, you're really not looking any different. Right. But you start and, telling people about it. Well, you yeah. know, I've been doing this now for two weeks. So yeah. I've lost six pounds. And I, and- I, I remember going back when, way back in the day when we were going to the, was it the fitness club? Or where? where yeah. One of the girls that worked there, you know, who we all loved. Yeah. And um, she worked there at the time. And I remember, like, you know, I'm a, I, I might be a month or two into working out. And um, I was like, hey, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was you talking to the weight rooms at. I was like, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, I, f- I think, I'm, you know, I'm doing good. You know, I felt like I was doing good. And, like, and, and the only thing she said is keep it up. That was it. Like you're like, not, you're not like, anywhere. Like, you're you're being nowhere. Yeah. Now you're not even started down the path, dude. <laughs> And I've hated exercising every day. All you need is 10,000 hours of exercise to become an expert. Executive perspective. Get yourself into the C-suite here with our own resident executive C-suite. C-Synergy. C-Synergy. Pure C-Synergy. We gotta get Chapo some, like, audio work where he's, uh, he's doing commercials for... Toyo tires. I don't know what something, some kind of. Can do some commercials. He's got a good, he's got a good uh, reverb voice. Maybe we should do some uh, faux sponsors. That'd be cool. We've been doing that. Oh, have we really? (laughs) You've been doing that. Brought to you by. I'm not used to the sun shining through the hut here. I have a question for uh, C Suite. Um, when it comes to your 10,000 hours, if you don't remember 9,000 of those hours, does it still count? It's actually a fair question because uh, most people that have a skill at that level, muscle memory. Um, and people, people can relate to say, oh my gosh, I got into my car and then I came back to consciousness and I'm in the driveway of, the, of where I work. That was a 25-minute drive. What happened to those 25 minutes? We've all had an experience where we are experts and we could... So, so there is something to be said about, you know... The, the nurture ah. that dips into the nature. Executive perspectives. <laughs> Executive perspectives. It's like a bookend. I like it. It's like a, uh... What we like to do is we want to create an, an atmosphere of synergy where we're we're maximizing our greatest asset, and that's our people. <gasps> Executive <Roll>. perspectives. <laughs> Also, a C-suite does. He breaks it down, and he puts it in a vernacular that nobody can understand. I don't know what bloody thing he's fucking talking about, and it sounds great. I don't know what it is, but you know, you don't even need to give him a fancy PowerPoint. You just give him three dry erase markers and a whiteboard, and he will just—he'll wrap it right up there for you. I'm a huge fan of the whiteboard. 
I know. <laughs> I've got a giant one in my office, about two sizes of that television. And I'm sure whenever, whenever like you call the call your people in and sit them down, I bet they judge judge things by the number of colors that you the number of colors of the dry erase markers like if you grow grab four colors of the dry erase board it's gonna be oh god we're gonna have headings in one color we're gonna go down here to heading two with a different color and we're gonna circle things with a third color all right folks what knobs can we turn we gotta make shit happen here (laughs) more dial more dials these days we're just dialing in as opposed to Turning Looks big like knobs. nipples. That's, yeah, we need to a, dial in on that. Well, El Chapo tweet, uh, tweak was the word you used earlier. Uh-huh. That was perfect. We're gonna, we're gonna... Just in, 10,000 hours, I'll make you a dry erase expert. Did you know the longer that you leave dry erase ink on the whiteboard, the harder it is to clean off? Executive perspectives. Where executives come to discover menial tasks that they've never had to do before. This episode of Dry Erase Boards brought to you by. So you know when we're out here on the field, it's like we got to do things. Yeah. So let's see. Since we got the seats, we just came in here. We just had a whiteboard meeting. You know, how many colors? Is it. It was a four color, four color meeting. We, you know, we heard it. So, needless to say, we're all gonna have to work Saturday and Sunday. Kind of, he's on a, you know, he's on one. Of, he just, he just listened to one of those goddamn audio books. Now he's on some kick. Where's that delivery boy? I need black. I need red. I need blue. See, sweets chomping at the bed here. Come on, folks. God damn it! I got three weddings this month, and I'm not gonna get to go to any of them. It's not like I'm asking for ten thousand hours out of you people. Come on, forty hours a week. Where are the dry erase markers? Donuts! Who guys ordered donuts? Executive perspective. <laughs> Getting down deep into it. Don't don't forget to buy your tickets now for C-Suite Conference 2018. We're gonna try to get that hashtag going, get it trending in the United States, C-Suite. 2018 with keynote speaker himself, C-Suite, and if you stick around, he's going to be interviewing his favorite celebrity, Mark Aram. Tony Robbins is uh, planning on uh, attending the Toronto uh, uh, C-Suite executive uh, perspectives. Hashtag. First 100 ticket holders get a four-pack of neon dry erase markers. Ah, yes. Are you tired of the white erase board? Well, we have three black erase boards ready to go just for you. Sausage Hut special only. So, C-Sweet, what's the most? What's one of the four most effective colors when using a dry erase board? You know, it's a uh, uh, it's more of a psychology than like a uh, uh, I would say a, uh, a necessity. So, if I'm talking about you know. Uh, you, trying to do something to remove expenses i like to use you know red mm. if it's something that i like to talk about is generating increasing uh, revenue you know i like to do it green mm. but i'm pretty standard i have a, i have a one really good black marker mm. i use that 
quite a bit. I'm, I'm disappointed to hear that because there should definitely be multiple colors and you should definitely be holding them in one hand. I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, a, a bullet point guy with three big things. Uh. Let's focus. Let's keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. I, I don't have mental capacity to, 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 to manage multiple colors during a dry erase presentation. Gotcha. Uh, I suppose I could, I could, if I work that into something, but I'd have to like spend time. I couldn't be like, you know, just uh, spontaneous. So, hmm. sorry, I'm sorry. Is that uh, maybe, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't utilize multiple colors in multiple presentations, but. Executives are people too, on executive perspectives. Sorry, I was, should have been doing this a while ago. What are you doing? Oh, right, just breaking it down. What are you doing, Dave? 600 out. Damn, that's really nowhere near, you know? No, it's, you know what? It's 607 hours closer up the mountain. Yeah. So that's 10,000. Yeah. Well, you know, what is it? Six? Is that how many percent is that? Is that six percent of not, the way to no, ten thousand? No, it's like point zero two five. Oh. Yeah, you're you're two hundredths. Wait. Oh, point six hundred. We're six. We're sixty percent of one tenth. One thousand one That's point zero six percent. No, it's not even one percent. No, it's six percent. It's not even one percent because one percent would be no one thousand would be ten percent. So six hundred is six percent. It's a percent for every hundred, right? No, it's a it's it's ten percent per every a hundred times a hundred. What's ten thousand? Once you get to a thousand, you'll be ten percent. You'll, you'll be you'll be at ten percent. So six hundred six percent. Yeah, that's it. You're six percent of the way there. That sucks. Well, you know. We're not even white belts yet. What's what's one step up from white belt? Uh, yellow belt. Yellow. We're not even yellow belts. I feel like a black belt, chops. You're not even yellow. Not even a yellow as belt. As far as the creativity and the content, you've been working on that well over ten thousand hours. <sighs> yeah, okay. you've got that. We're just talking about the the functionality of the. We've production. honed our madness well over ten thousand hours. Cultivated. We just haven't um, broadcast it for ten thousand hours. We haven't done the practical. Um, the so, application. So I need to bring my chops over here and make some shelving and organization. Yes. It's 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 the mundane, boring part, but it it makes everything flow, flow. It's it's, flow. it's doing the scales before your performance, man. You, you always go. gotta work on the fundamentals. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's Steph Curry doing his dribbling drills before the game. You're still flat. You're still flat. Oh, get out of here. You're not even a yellow belt. Oh, no, you can't. You're not even a B executive perspective. So, if it, okay, if you're, if you're doing 10,000 hours, 40 hours a week, how long does that take for 52 weeks a year? It's going to take a long time. Five years. Five years? That's, a, job. That's a full-time job. Maybe a little bit My of overtime. Of practicing and studying your craft, and, yeah, and yeah, not at sitting in your cubicle, um, working on your fantasy baseball team 
Is that part of your 10,000 hours? Or? I, I would say probably not. I mean, oh. And the t first two hours of the day that everybody spends looking for a new job, is that part of your 10,000 hours? I might, I might disagree with you because that's that's part of like you know navigating uh, the workplace. As, as part of the experience? I, I could, yeah. I could, uh, yeah. I'm not going to die on that hill. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> That's another one of those. Eighty-six that hill. That's that's another one of those. Uh... Military turns that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Hill one forty-six. You guys go ahead. I'm, I got a swamp, swamp food. I got to take care of here. One forty-six. I got a one forty-sixer. Sorry, trench foot. Duh. Trench foot. Trench mouth. Even executives get trench mouth. Executive perspectives. Buy yourself a whiteboard and move on up the ladder today. And a uh, six-person roundtable. It's a good thing to have access oh, yeah. to. Oh, does that make everybody feel equal, even though you're the one with the markers? Do you stand in the middle of the circle and just rotate around everybody? <laughs> just turn, like, in the middle? So I, until I spin them around me, exactly. I don't have the time to be turning. I just have a button that I push, and they... Spin around me. If I want to make contact with you, I will just turn the table to you. I, be, you were now in the back. I don't want to listen to what you're saying right now. So the World Cup's right around the corner. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I would. I have a special request. Yeah. Can I get a? Uh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Um, I'm a little off because you know last night was kind of a late night, but um, the uh, El Chapo's pretty regular segment these days. Um, I want to say executive perspective, but that's this segment. <laughs> no, that's your baby. That's that's, that's my thing. I got yes. nothing on that. No, your yours is yours is fantastic. The cholesterol report. Although I might parody. Uh... Please <laughs> do. We pretty much end on the cholesterol you know what? In fact, report. We'll do that right now. <laughs> no, man. We we that's we go out we go out on that. <laughs> You're not. You can't. You don't know when that's coming. Okay. No, no, that, yeah. that that comes out of the weeds out Actually, of nowhere without I, I any warning. He doesn't. I love it. You can't. Music. I gotta like. Uh, you can't okay. let him think about it. You can't let him think about. It. You just gotta shove him right in. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like um they had to trick Mr. T into drinking the milk every time. You know, <laughs> they did it a hundred times. And, like you'd think he would figure it out sooner or later, but no. That's what it's you always do. a surprise. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, C Suite, did you uh, do you ever drink wine? I'm not a big wine guy, but I I I, I do uh, take a Malbec every once in a while when I hear the reviewed. Oh really? I enjoy the uh, the, the reviews. Um, perhaps uh, somebody a, else uh, might have tried a new Malbec this week. <laughs> no, I did not. Ghost did not. Ghost did not have a Malbec this week. I'm not much of a drinker these days. Between the time of June and your first flight back home, there must be a Malbec in your future. It is I.L. Chapo who can help you find the right Malbec for this time. to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled Malbec. There will be his chronicler who a Terpice that I may have reviewed before, but I will review it again. And it is velvety, peppery, with notes of raspberry and vanilla. 
for only $10 a bottle. You alone can arrive and show your friends highbrow taste at an economical price. Whether at barbecue or a fish fry, you can show them, introduce them to the notes of vanilla and tobacco and chocolate. El Chapo will tell you what to bring to the gathering. El Chapo's Wine Vault, where he reviews the same bottle of Malbec every week. Get on out to the store and buy it now. Why haven't you done it already? But between June and September, I don't drink wine. I drink coconut water. I should start reviewing coconut water. Ugh. I've got chills. I mean, and C-Suite is here live for the same bottle of Malbec review. Ugh. Don't try to pull Excalibur out of the stone. Try to pull out the most cost-effective Malbec you can find. Much more impressive than being King Arthur Pendragon. El Chapo's Wine Ball, every week, here in the Sauce Chat. We're back here at the Sausage Hut, everybody. We got C-Sweet in the house. Hey, good to be here. Thanks I for having I me. I thought I saw a ghost. There, there might have been a ghost sighting. I thought I saw a ghost. I thought I heard something. I heard something rattling. Got El Chapo here. I'm wondering if you guys, do you feel anything different because you're doing this in the daytime? Is oh, there yeah. is there an energy that's uh, afoot? It actually multiplies almost 10,000 hours. It does. It probably does. This is the newly named Toadstool Provocateur, by the way, making its week two on the charts. Climbing right up the charts with the Garage Band Jams Wait, here. What is? What is? I remember. What is that? This is. This is. You, you named this. I made this last week, and you see, it's. Uh, he's uh, not. It's great. It's, every day is a fresh slate around. That's right. Here. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Or that move. That other movie, the Tom <laughs> Cruise movie. Ooh. Oh yeah. Hey. What was it called? No. It, it's, it did $380 million worldwide, but it was a, not a very big popular movie here. Uh, no, no, but it's, it's, uh, it's, he's got so many. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow? Yes, yes. Oh, God. It's, it was, I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. And then I saw it. Dude, I, I actually found it like to record it and I probably watched it a half a dozen times. I've never done that with a movie. So you recommend um, this? I, well, yeah. It, it, hey, if you like, you know, science fiction and just kind of a cool thing, it's, it's a, no, it's awesome. It's really good. So tons of holes like in, in the story. Um, but but the still, Brit the British chick is in it. That's really great. yes, Emily Blunt. Yeah, and she is she smoking, is hot dude, and a great actress. Yeah, yeah, like, better than dare I say, Tom. Apparently, it's like it's it. The the screenplay was written or adapted from a uh, a, 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 a either some type of Asian uh, really famous uh, book. Oh yeah, Philip Dick. Is that what it is? <laughs> Philip McCrevis and Philip Dick. They they uh, they they collaborated actually. Ray Bradbury and uh, Hal Shu Oh, it's One did the uh, artistry. One did the uh, mm -hmm. 
the layout. And then, uh, yeah. anyways, it's 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 so fun. I love it. It's a great watch, man. Well, now you're gonna. I'm gonna watch it on my Fire TV. There you go. I'd be tomorrow. curious to hear what you. Th- I think you're gonna dig it. It's, well, maybe we should. Well, should we add a film review to the hood? I, yeah, I, I think so. I think you. Do, we are. We're doing it right now. Do you want to? Do you want to hear another uh, Malbec? <laughs> We do different movies once in a while. <laughs> uh, gee, I don't know. Um, I would, I, you got. We have to spell that out. Whatever that. Whenever Chapo says that, that's uh, my, my girl, hashtag. My, my, there's like a lot of P B repeating. P B B B B B. My girlfriend just called me out on. She goes, "Man, that's that's your go-to when you run out of words. You just go." And yeah, and that's what I. That's I'm. That's late stage two, early stage three of the Chapo drunk. That's the stage before he goes into. Frank the Tank, he'll just go, he'll start blowing things away with his guns or his bazookas. That's right. That'll come next after the, and then you'll add in the, I I practice what I preach. So sometimes I tell people when they go on and on, I just say, stop saying words. You can say whatever you want, but stop saying words. And I think that's what I do. Just as a reflex, I'm like, I'm out of words, but I'm just going to make some more sounds. That's why you're the number one man in podcasting. I, I think that's a self-confidence issue, man. I think that's a, uh, you're, you're almost like getting yourself an out for the point that you just made. I think you need to work on removing it. Executive perspective. <laughs> Where's my whiteboard? I'm telling you, I'll grab the shit Get out. Get this man a dry erase marker now! <laughs> Come on, guys. 15 minutes stand up here. Come on. Stand up. Stand up meeting. Oh, stand up? I don't know. And that's not part of your lexicon? No. Do you have a stand up desk? I do not. A stand up I probably meeting, need one, but I don't have like one. The, the, cult, the more cultier companies will have a stand up meeting where everybody gets together in the morning for like five minutes and everybody. The drinking you know, coffee and standing about, up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And here's, here's your Kool Aid, everybody. No, we, we have very func- functional meetings. We, we, do, we do meetings really well. Good. Mm-hmm. We do meetings. We says the dude organizing. You know, every freaking executive <laughs> thinks they run great meetings, and everybody that works for them are just like oh. uh, the meetings that I've been in. I'm not in charge of. Oh well, that's good. I attend meetings that are well run because if you, you know what, if you do it, you, if you have an hour, you can have an agenda and you can follow through with it, or you can sit there and bullshit about stupid stuff forever. And you have to have someone whose job it is to integrate that meeting say hey listen you've already said that once we have we talked about it now you're politicking let's move forward so like the 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 best thing that executives can do can be just moving forward as opposed to backtracking and analyzing a mistake fail fast move forward i'm gonna barf if you keep throwing this executive horse shit at me (laughs) i said uh two two four you guys want the number nine who did exactly who ordered nine and a half? So, so we we just went out for brunch earlier today, and a a ray of sunshine came through the door. And a young uh, a young wedding party came in, and uh, the, the bride the bride came in in full regalia with her her best woman behind her carrying her tail. And in came the the uh, the maidens. What the hell are they called? The bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. The maidens. The best woman is all, what you said. All her, all just with complete resting bitch face. They walked in. They're like, oh my god, we really have to go to this bar and do a shot. And then in come the groomsmen. 
And, and you, had, you had nice words of encouragement for them. They're wearing ties and a you know like a prom vest from 1992. Shit kickers. And they were all like, yeah. They were all bearded. And it was a young love, and it was a strong love, and it was a true love. I was introduced to this song uh, back in the, during the Pizza Chronicle days when I was wedding? trapped. <laughs> Easy. So this the, is the actual song. This is you the were song I was. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Oh. And um, who is this song? Who sings this, this song? This is the Judds. The Judds. So the, the wedding party comes in, and sees, the first thing out of C Suite's mouth is, you know, how many months along are you? <laughs> Wait a second. You, you were the instigator here. You. That was shortly after that, as as the the grooms the grooms boys. I mean, these were boys. As the grooms boys come walking in, I'm like, "Sorry about your luck, fellas." And they they looked over because they heard kielbasa. They're like, and they had a snicker on their face as well. They did. They did. So they came in, and then the weary, the very weary already. Photog- wedding photographer came in behind them all like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This, this is where we're doing love. our shots. We're doing we're doing our photographs in this bar. They're taking pictures. They're, they got, oh, let's line us all up against the bar. So I think actually we might actually end up in somebody's wedding album. We might. Is it too loud? <laughs> you can't hear him? <laughs> so I, I immediately scolded Kilbasa for like, you know, taking this negative turn but i couldn't help but like jump in on the scheidenfreude so i uh, my next comment was how's the greatest day of your life going uh, <laughs> oh, we, we, we 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 got a lot of miles out of that yeah, we, uh, that was hilarious and he, he said it very subtly <laughs> as if he already knew the answer i think they call that a rhetorical yeah, rhetorical question, question. <laughs> It was a young love, you know. They're confident. They know that they want to do this for the rest of their lives. Or she's, you know, a couple of months pregnant. And, and they, they do this they're together. probably already on number two. Well, the first one, that's not, it wasn't his baby, but it was. Yeah, that's right. The ring bearer. It was super cute. Super cute. Super cute. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Strong love. They'll get at least another year before he bangs her cousin. Man, you guys are slamming beers. This is my first beer. Are you in your third or your fourth? Yeah, you guys are pounding these beers. Young love. Ghost that doesn't have anything to say. Ghost doesn't have anything to say, but Ghost is using his mouth to pound down Coors Light. Oh my god, the song. 10,000 hours of drinking beer. In uh so back Is this in the, the 12-inch remix? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the uh the, the during the at the Pizza Palace days. Mrs. Paisan. Whenever this song came on, she turned it up and she'd get that faraway look in her eye and under her breath she, it was always she was sitting cross-legged on the hood of the floor she'd always you know she'd like, to her. and it took her back yeah. to the the time when she met 
the pizza pies on. Rest in peace, brother. Probably her ex-boyfriend that she was thinking about, just because I think that's how people are. Yeah. They, the grass but is always greener. It, it was, was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, man, we are on a, this is a downward spiral. Depression. And, dear God. If you set the bar low, it's easier to accomplish your goals. Executive perspectives. Where was she sitting? Sitting cross legged on the hood of the fort. Butt ass naked and high on meth. And pizza grease in her hair. Hey, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. That's um probably the the the, the Judds. My 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 most favorite memory of uh messing around with Kilbasa was when we did the fr- a fractology. And I don't think you've ever brought that out on the on the. On the and I, I'm, not, I'm not requesting it. I'm just I'm just pointing it out that uh, there's some content that goes way back, and I thought it was a, uh, it was. Oh, you mean this little classic? Benoit oh, Mandelbrot. It's in C, actually. So is that. Let's see. He showed that many fractals exist in nature and phenomena. Executive perspective. He wrote a badass paper on the length of the English coast. Show the irregular shorelines are fractals whose length. This is genius, by the way. C-suite. His collaborators introduced many new types of fractals to model more complex things like trees or mountains. By Ben Rob Mandelbrot himself low in the mix there talking. Non-linear. Since the relationship between their parts is something to change. The most intriguing of the dust. 
What was it? Seriously? Oh, yes, the Mendelbrot If you've ever seen Red's computer, if you decide to cross the river of Mendelbrot, it's like tripping. A self-similar object is one whose component parts resemble the whole. Not all fractals are self-similar, or at least not exactly so. But most exhibits this property. And the process in ship building is possible precisely in doing physics, mathematics, mechanics. This reiteration of irregular details or patterns occurs at progressively smaller scales and can, in the case of abstract mathematical entities, continue indefinitely so that each part of each part when magnified bears an exact Rebels' resemblance to the whole. The light is continuing with the parts of the parts of the parts and so on. And At least 12 years ago. Wow. A campfire. Buried under changes of scale. It has scaling symmetry. Fractal geometry describes objects that are similar or scale or symmetric. Tweak that right in. Wow. Even you heard a dry erase mark. Let's break it down, guys. A fractal is a geometrical or physical structure having an irregular or fragmented shape. At all scales of measurement, these would create as small scale, such as certain mathematical or physical properties of the structure, as the perimeter of a curve or the flow rate of a force media. We need lyrics for this, a lyric sheet. Dimensions. <laughs> Oh yes, the Metabrite said. And one restraint is I don't predict the future. <laughs>
Wow, that's wow. a trip down memory that lane was, right there, man. And that was completely oh, unfreaking rehearsed. That was just or written. That was that was that was a. Uh, I will never forget those 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 moments. I still I I remember that day that we it, we were in in the dining room in in my house and I it was bef- it was pre it was pre flat screen computer monitors yeah I yeah. had those two big big ass monitors on my desk thinking it was awesome because I had two monitors that worked as one <laughs> like before that was a yeah, regular yeah. thing and uh, you you opened up he came over just yapping about fractals <laughs> and we were there. Uh, and I was just sorry. sitting there strumming my guitar for a while and he ended up bringing up. Like eight different web pages yeah, it was about fractals. Sources. Yeah. yeah, so he he streaked stricked them out, <laughs> and I was playing. I'd been playing Seven Bridges Road yeah. nonstop those days. <laughs> like it's the greatest three chord progression. Oh, it you is. Can play it's, on a twelve great, string. Dude. I was digging it. I was inspired by the music for yep. sure. Yeah, and we were good. like, let's do it. And you just fucking. He had. He was looking at different. He was looking at a bunch of different web pages, reading things off, and singing it in in a fucking tune too. It was great. Yeah. And like on the rare occasion, like when the words would happen to rhyme, that was like <laughs> magical. Oh yeah, that's great. It kind of rhyme right there. It's and like, it built, and it had a climax like that last verse. Has given rise to a new set of mathematical <laughs> dude. It was. It was. It was. So, uh, Benoit Mandelbrot. You don't get those moments in your life very often, I, and I, I, we're fortunate. I was able to record that with your help, and uh, no, no, thank no. you for being a part of that. that thank was, you. Uh, we're fortunate. That you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. True. The, the world. The world is more fortunate now. That's that's out there. Can you add that to our, the ten thousand hour goal? It, it, it probably be. you know what I mean all those things your computer experience that leads executive into executive perspective executive perspective <laughs> <laughs> there you go you oh thank you for that though man that was a trip down memory lane <laughs> yeah, right there that's great I, I, we might have heard that before but it's worth hearing again <laughs> man was the ghost there for that live occasion no not for the live one yeah that was a yeah <laughs> the, several times <laughs> oh yes the Menobrat said. And, and you, for those listening that that don't know much about uh, Benoit Mendelbrot, he's a pretty interesting dude to actually dive in. That's why it was so much fun. It was like, wow, this is this guy created an entire field of mathematics, uh, statistics, and uh, brilliant. And, and you, you don't can know about see him. it. Yeah, you don't know, and you can visualize it. Yeah, you yeah. Can, that's that's a that's a random uh, uh, pattern, but it turns out that pattern at scale is not random at all. The the the, the mathematical formula behind the fractal is is duplicated in nature everywhere looking at a tree how it branches out at the top and the that, that same set that same Mendelbrot set is a blueprint like, a, like a, an architecture of the universe that we experience whoa dude whoa yeah uh, the, the uh, Fibonacci numbers uh, have something to do with yeah. the, uh, so all the, the, ratio. the Italians uh, did all that so and and, and Mendelbrot, Mendelbrot went to work for German. for IBM. I, I remember reading that stuff, and he went to work for early early IBM and started and helped create these algorithms that that would like forecast the stock market, which was referenced in the. Uh, um, I don't even know if you call that a song. What, what just happened? That was more of an experience. So, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's bro. very interesting yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, at the time, it was definitely it was definitely experience for sure. This is before Al Gore invented the internet. Right? That's right. Wow. We, were, we were just bouncing around the uh, yeah web pages, but uh, that was we're fun. waiting for the Messiah. Chapo, will you do me a favor? Uh, yes. 
Go grab the 12 string. It should be sitting on the table right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that guitar. Tripped out memory lane. Yep. You just got to ride it out. I mean, it's, Fractals! Uh, it's just the, the head of the snake, dude. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 bing. So we've got Vladimir Vitsot. We've got Chapo Vitsotsky. Did you did you happen to listen to the Vladimir Vitsotsky stuff at all? Did... Uh, lots of it actually, because you guys went you guys went down the wormhole. This is Put that on the list of things that then never gets done. Show the hipsters. Oh! Show the hipsters how it's done. Oh uh, no, you, you guys can't come to my coffee house. I'm in bee feeder mode. Bee feeder mode. Yeah, how am I gonna follow that with a C fucking heart? He just tuned it though. He tuned it so it sounds It's tuned. <sighs> See, no think. You not think. You not think. You do. You do. You not think. Okay. Now I just have to remember 10 years worth of guitar training in 30 seconds. See, just, if you're able to download that, like have it stored, but not clutter your brain, but download it when you need it, I think that would be nice. That would be helpful. I'm ready for that. I'm going to stay in the... Ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to find this anywhere else. We've got a... You thought Damn Yankees was a super group. <laughs> We've got El Chapo and C Sweet. No, this is Johnny Kilbasa and the Sausages. That's what this is. Some of the greatest unrehearsed music you'll ever find. I feel a lot of pressure on about you, Chapo. Little, so you got to get concerned. away from it. Little, little, little piquito, See, piquito when, when, when we did when we did this stuff before, you didn't feel any pressure. Well, now that you have, you know, dozens of downloads, <laughs> I know people are listening. Ten thousand hours, kielbasa. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours is the time it takes. Don't worry about the heartbreak. Six hundred hours in the can, a long way from being the man. It doesn't matter because you're one step closer. Mistakes are rolling every day, but it's about the man you make. 
If you don't trip, you've got nothing to get up from. 10,000 hours in the can. You're a long way from being the man. Just keep plugging away in that mountain summit will be closer and closer. 10,000 hours, you're the man. 10,000 hours, cause you can. It's time for you to settle down. Go to the beach, put your toes in the sand. And get yourself a tan With 10,000 hours in the can Stumble once, you stumble twice 600 hours don't seem nice But if you can't enjoy the journey Then the trip's not worth the destination why? Because you're headed for expertise. 10,000 hours in the cans. <laughs> Synergy. On that note, we've scared ghosts away. He's, he's had enough. He's, he's rolled his eyes as much as he could roll them. Thank you, thank you. That was great. Johnny Kilbasa in the Sausage Nuggets. Woo! I'm retired. I'm retired. That was great. That sounded good. The C and the C. What is that uh, guitar from? What's the... Uh, what's the that's just a that's just a uh, kielbasa original. No, it's just a one four five chord progression. It's the most common chord progression in the history of mankind. So it was easy to let it Ghost rip. Loves the campfire, and it happened to be somewhat in the same key as the harmonica. <laughs> the ghost is so overcome with emotion right now that he had to go into the bathroom and cry because he knew how beautiful that was. He's like, I can't believe I'm witnessing this greatness. <laughs> I bet if you cut that down to like 30 seconds, we, we might have some, some a song in there somewhere. You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> so, coffee houses and poetry, we're, um, we're going to bring the folks in back to the millennials. You guys want to go on tour? <laughs> yes. You guys want to play some gigs? <laughs> Executive perspective. <laughs> Whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> White, oh, what do you call whiteboard it? Whiteboard harmonics? Whiteboard yeah. seminar, 6.15, show starts at 7. Show up early <laughs> if you want to get some, uh, improve your uh, standings. Standing room only. 10,000 <laughs> hours. First 35 people get a seat at the cafe. <laughs> oh, that was ridiculous. Oh, that was great. Hey, what'd you guys do uh, Saturday? <laughs> oh, you, you only wish you do. I'm El Chapo. Recently, many executives have believed that 
that dry erase markers are not outdated and are the way to go to get people's attention and motivate them. I speak to executive C-Suite and find out what he believes is the true power of dry erase markers. I think it really just comes down to visual learning versus you know, application learning. It's still daylight out, and we are in the sausage hut. So there's 1,000 hours, and there's, you know, I, I got confused after I was trying to count hours, you know, and uh, it's just something I just needed some help with as far as getting hours, you know. I'm I, good. Thank you. Somehow, we were talking about 10,000 hours, but I, I, I was, can afford a certain... I try to teach all my, my sons and daughters about 10,000 hours on the dry erase board, and um, they just want to stare at their screens. I think they're going to fall behind. I'm really scared for this younger generation. We talked with C-Suite to figure out what, if there was any sort of discount plan he could offer on shaving down some of those 10,000 hours. Well, you know, millennials in general, they've just, uh, their entire life they've grown up with every answer and literally in their fingertips with access to the internet via smartphones. And, you know, if they, if they need to ride somewhere, they push a button and a car shows up. They have a certain expectation that things just simply work. Now, while some people would say that's a... a an elitist type attitude no they have this expectation so if you listen to them if you have things that don't work the way they should they will tell you they're not burdened by that that uh, I guess the, the the class of you know the 1980 can you imagine going to your boss and saying hey this thing that you've built this doesn't work very well you'd be worried you lose your job but Millennials have this expectation that they share that information because they expect it to work when I push the button the car needs to show up if it doesn't you know let's work together to fix it I feel like you should always store dry erase markers point down. Some people put them point up. I, if that ink doesn't get to the tip, I don't know how you're going to make your point on the board if you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you leave the dry erase marker up on the board too long, it, it definitely does. Uh, it's harder to wash off. It really, uh, that's a great point. It's a great point. Um, um, that mistake has happened uh, many times. Many you times. can use a scrubby pad on the, the dryer, the whiteboard thing, but you're gonna scratch it all to hell. It just goes. You, you know what? You you're probably gonna be ordering another one on Amazon at some point. Until recently, dry erase markers were considered obsolete by the millennials. But now, a trend is beginning where things cannot happen instantly when your phone dies and you have your charger without I speak to Executive C-Suite and find out what is the key to keeping your marker fresh and wet, ready for the dry erase board. I, I just think we're coming at it from the, from the, from the wrong angle here. Yes, if they, if they lose access to all of the information in the world, I think there's an expectation of frustration. So where we need to work on innovation is, you know, 
making it so those batteries either last longer or that we're tied to an energy source all the time so that that never is an issue. So it's uh, 5.44 here on the West Coast. And um, I need to get on a plane here to Brazil at 7.40. So I probably got, got two hours for uh, e ejectory, probably about an hour of podcasting. And just like that, we got you in. We shoved you around a little bit. We had the heavy hitter super band in the house with... El Chapo and C-Sweet with yeah! the ghost running around. You can check out El Chapo on his brand new Twitter account. You can check C-Sweet out in the big office, in the big part of town, on the big floor, overlooking the big city. You can check out the ghost in the closet underneath the awning everywhere in between running through your mind you can catch me on the Mark Aram show catch me on Twitter and Instagram you can catch the ghost you can catch C-Sweet, you can catch El Chapo and you can catch Johnny Cobasa hiding around the corner from your mama's bag door yeah Ten thousand strong. I will not be ten thousand weak. Hey, congratulations! You're six hundred six hundred and eight hours towards your your expertise level of podcasting. Yellow belt right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs>